The number one food to heal your gut, to boost your metabolism, to restore your collagen, and to make fasting so much easier. All in today's episode of Digging In. Does it matter what type of bone broth I use? Is frozen liquid, shelf-stable liquid, and powdered all the same? Here's what you want to do. You want to pick a bone broth. That bone broth is actually the first ingredient. You want it to have about 9 grams of protein per serving. That's important. And you want to make sure it doesn't have any MSG. No MSG, no added sugar or preservatives. Can I use hydrolyzed collagen in place of bone broth and still get the same benefits? Well, the thing is bone broth is actually a whole food source of collagen and nothing outbeats a whole food source because not only does it have the collagen in there, but it's got other nutrients in there as well. Now collagen, hydrolyzed collagen specifically, it's collagen that's broken down into really small molecules. And we call those peptides, which makes it easy to digest. But the only thing is it doesn't have all of the nutrients that whole food bone broth has. So you're going to be missing some electrolytes and some other, uh, some other elements that bone broth in its whole food source is going to have. So here's what I suggest. If you want to get that bone broth, that all of the nutrients in bone broth have collagen, have your hydrolyzed collagen, but sip on bone broth every now and again. And if you're saying, you know what, I'm just not one to sip on bone broth. It's not my jam. Very easy. Put it in soups, put it in stews. You can also put bone broth in ice cube trays, keep them in the freezer. And when you're sauteing anything, stick some of the bone broth cubes in your saute and it makes it really nice and easy. There's all kinds of ways to get around it. So either have bone broth and its whole food source. If you want to have collagen, just add a little bit of bone broth to your diet to get the whole full spectrum. And if you're a type of person that likes to have shakes, then collagen is a great way to get shakes and make it easy for yourself. So uh, that's another defining factor. If I say, if it, I'll say, if you like warmer foods, then soups and broths are for you. However, if you're that type of person who likes things cold, then you want collagen smoothies. That's a better way to get around it. And then just add some bone broth in your diet when you can. Here's how I use hydrolyzed collagen. Every once in a while, I'll feel like having a shake. I make a shake with it and I actually get the plain collagen, which you see everywhere now. And I put that in anything I make. And even if I have a salad, a lot of times I'll take a teaspoon and I'll just put it over my food because there's no flavor. There's no taste to plain collagen. You can, if you're making baking anything, you can stick it in there. No, no matter what you do, you can put in the plain collagen. So it's super easy to get. So what's the best time of day to drink bone broth? Well, there's a couple of times that I love to incorporate bone broth into my day. Number one, I love to have it in the morning because it heals and seals the gut so beautifully that I want it to be one of the first things that hits my gut in the morning. Also, if I'm on a fasting schedule where I'm doing intermittent fasting, I don't want it to be hard. So I use bone broth as a way to make fasting as comfortable as possible and extend that fasting window. And for those of you who say, well, that's not real fasting. That's not how you fast. You can get caught up in the particulars, but here's what I know. 
I did a study in three different cities which showed if you use bone broth with your fasting, you actually get the same results when you have nothing. So if you're worried about having bone broth, that it's going to interrupt any fasting results, you don't have to. I also like it in place of any snacks or that time of day when you go and you feel like you just need something to lift you up. Bone broth. Bone broth does that beautifully. It really helps with those cravings and crashes. So I sip on that when I feel like I need more. And also before you go to bed at night, bone broth has something in it called glycine. This is really helpful to calm the body, calm the brain. You know, we heard for years to warm some milk. Uh Uh-uh. Try bone broth. It's better every time. The bottom line is anytime you can work bone broth into your diet, you're doing well. So what bone broth is the healthiest? Is it chicken? Is it beef? Is it turkey? Is it fish? Because they're all great bone broths. Here's the, the quick answer to that. Anything that heals your gut, anything that mineralizes the body, provides your body with protein, elevates your level of collagen and heals the gut is always a win. Whether one's better than the other really has a lot to do with flavor profile. Which do you enjoy more? Because the nutritional difference is really pretty slim in all of them. So I can tell you this, if someone just births a baby, one of the best things that you can use, and they've used it for centuries, is fish broth, because there's a lot of minerals in there. And it's really helpful to a woman after she gives birth. If someone's telling me they're really interested in bone broth, they're just getting started, what's the best bone broth for me? I always say chicken, because it's got the mildest flavor, and it makes it easier to make that transition from canned soup to something as nutrient dense as bone broth. And if someone says, you know, I really like something that's hearty, I like something heartier, I want to know that I'm really eating a meal, something substantial, then I always say, well, beef broth may be right for you. The actual profile in all of the broths are pretty similar. So just pick one that tastes good to you. And also, you can't negate the point that when we consume any kind of nutrients from animals, the health of that animal matters. We take in the health of that animal. So do the best you can with the budget that you have. And I always say that, but the flat out truth is when you get organic or pasture raised or wild, you get your animals sourced in one of those directions, it's always healthier. It always has better nutrition. It just does. So when you're thinking about where you spend your money in the grocery store, I always say that's one place where you should go in deeper into the pockets and do without something else because it's so essential and you get so much more value, nutritional value when you buy pasture raised or when you buy a wild animal source. When does bone broth go bad? Well, bone broth is a whole food. So like any other whole food, it does have an expiration. If you have bone broth that you want to refrigerate, it's great to keep for about five days. After that, you probably want to pitch it. As far as frozen broth goes, you can keep that in the freezer for about three months and maybe extend that a little over the three months. Now, shelf-stable bone broth and powder broths will have the expiration date right on the package. So homemade bone broth or liquid broth that you purchase from the store 
will have about three months in the freezer, maybe even a little above that, and about five days in the refrigerator. What does bone broth do for leaky gut? So a leaky gut is when you have your intestinal wall, which needs to be healed and sealed and strong, when you get little tiny holes, intestinal permeability. What happens is food goes through your wall in those tiny little holes, and it goes into your bloodstream. And this is bad news because your body does not know how to identify this. So a crisis happens. Your body sends up the signals. A war is going on, attack, attack, attack. And the problem is this attack doesn't stop because your intestinal wall, the intestinal permeability is not working for you. So food keeps going through that intestinal wall and that alarm system keeps going off and you've got inflammation from head to toe all of the time. So when you have this leaky gut, what patients typically feel, the first thing that they say is, I have achy joints. I have bloating all of the time. I mean, Dr. Kellyanne, I eat one little anything and bam, my stomach pops out. I have such a hard time losing weight. Something is off. I don't know what it is. I just can't seem to lose weight. You know what? I'm tired all the time. And it's the kind of deep rooted tired. Like you feel like you just gave birth to triplets, that kind of tired. And you just can't get rid of it. A full night's sleep, you wake up and you're still tired. There's a lot of things that can happen. And don't forget the inflammatory modern day diseases, things like heart disease, cancer, diabetes, obesity. It all goes back and relates to this chronic inflammatory system that's happening in your body, that internal flame, that forest fire that you can't put out. Enter bone broth. And this is when you change the landscape of your gut. Because that intestinal permeability, we got to make sure it's working for you. And bone broth goes in there to get the job done. It heals and seals the gut, that gelatin. It acts on your body like aloe vera does on a sunburn. It actually heals and it soothes. So your gut starts feeling better and better and healing more and more. And it puts you at less risk for all of those modern day diseases and those inflammatory based situations that you want to avoid. So let's talk about what in bone broth actually heals your gut. Well, this is kind of layered. There's a lot of different uh, reasons why bone broth heals the gut. Number one, we talked about the fact that it has that gelatin in there, that jiggly stuff, that cook collagen, which is gelatin healing and sealing the gut. And that's paramount. And that's the whole reason why I fell in love with bone broth in the first place. Also, Bone broth has a lot of those minerals in there for the channels and gates of your body. And just keep in mind, that's what kind of churns everything. That's, the, that's what churns every wheel in your body, every biofeedback mechanism. You need those electrolytes. You need those minerals. And bone broth has them. Also, amino acids. Think about upbuilding. So what's youth? What's restoration? It's all about upbuilding. So you want to keep everything not in a catabolic state where things are breaking down. You want to keep it so it's anabolic and building up. And bone broth with the amino acids does just that. Amino acids like glycine, proline, arginine, glutamine, they're all so helpful. Here's why. Think about it like this. Proline helps your body synthesize proteins. It helps metabolize your food well. and helps heal wounds and protect itself against oxidative stress, which is that stuff that really ages you. 
Arginine has wound healing properties, and this can be really beneficial, and it may help erectile dysfunction. So it's great for sexual health and may protect against Alzheimer's disease, which, you know, those numbers are climbing up and up and up. Glutamine is also a powerful gut healer. I love glutamine as it relates to gut health. It really is very helpful, and it may even protect us against ulcers. And again, with all the stress that's happening, ulcers, that's another common common thing that we see as practitioners. And I also want everyone to think about like, what's the most important thing in food? It's when you have tons of nutrients with low calories. Wow. Your body, bam, perks right up. When you can do that naturally, get all of the nutrition and at the same time be dumping out any toxins. And don't forget, bone broth has a glycine in there, which is the precursor to glutathione glutathione, which is one of the most powerful antioxidants known to man. So you've got this nutrition in, toxins out. You've got this whole conveyor belt going on with all this nutrition just bombarding the cells. That makes the cells hydrated and it makes them nutrient dense. And that's always a win. So what bone broth is best for people that are doing the keto diets or eating keto, as they say? Here's what you need to know that the fat grams in bone broth will vary from product or from bone broth to bone broth. So you just have to make sure that that fat requirement matches the nutritional requirement that you need for that meal. I actually love bone broth for keto because you can take your bone broth, whip in some healthy fat, put some spices and things in there, and that's actually really delicious and a great way to get your fat macros on a keto diet. What are some of my favorite ways to make bone broth Keto in an instant, I love coconut. I love to add in macadamia because it's nice and, and really buttery. Macadamia oil is a great underrated oil. I love to add in ghee. Ghee is like butter, but without those milk proteins. So if you're sensitive to dairy, it's a great addition. I love it. Also olive oil, just keep it really simple. You can just even toss some olive oil in there or you can add MCT oil. That's a great way to make your bone broth keto. Which bone broth is best for losing weight? Well, whatever bone broth you'll drink is best for losing weight. And here's how you can kind of define that. Just know that chicken and turkey and fish, they have kind of a milder taste. Beef is more robust, has a more robust taste. And also how you use the bone broth is really the essential key to using bone broth to lose weight because don't forget, you can use bone broth in your fasting window and it helps keep your blood sugar from going wonky because that's a really, that's one of the biggest problems that people have with weight loss, right? Is your sugar gets out of whack and you, you bonk. So what I love about bone broth is it keeps you, your sugar stabilized. It keeps you stable Mabel and that's always a win. What type of bones should you use in bone broth? here's where it gets really fun and creative because you can use any bones in making bone broth. What I like is larger bones because larger bones means that there's more cartilage and with cartilage comes collagen, right? Cartilage equals collagen. And that collagen, cooked collagen is that gelatin, which is all the good stuff. So you can use larger bones and chicken, beef, turkey, it, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. You can use any of those bones. And also keep in mind that you can make it really easy by just getting a rotisserie chicken, 
already made. That's how easy this can be if you want to use your own bones and you want to make it easy. Throw it in a slow cooker and you're good to go. Now, my absolute favorite is bone broth made from wild animals. They're the best. So if you can get your hands on those bones, use them, use them, use them. And just keep in mind, you can even use different bones from different animals in the same pot to get all kind of really great flavors. Just keep in mind that beef, lamb, pork, they have a stronger flavor profile than chicken and turkey. I find that non-oily fish like cod, flounder, sole, they make for a really delicious, beautiful fish broth. Have you heard of a bone broth latte? Well, you should. A bone broth latte is when you take either coconut oil or you take ghee, you add it to the bone broth and you froth it or whip it and you add some spices, whatever spices you love. And there's so many spices that actually add nutrition. Mix all that up and you have this delicious frothy bone broth latte. So if you want to add some healthy oils to your bone broth latte, Think about things like coconut oil, again, MCT oil, they're all great additions, ghee, another great addition, or you can add grass-fed butter. And by the way, grass-fed butter is very different than regular butter, so make sure it's grass-fed. Grass-fed is very important because it has conjugated linoleic acids in there, and those reduce inflammation. So people that are more sensitive to dairy, they don't have those issues with the uh, grass-fed butter, with the, the conjugated linoleic acids. And don't forget about canned coconut milk, because that's another really creamy, rich, great fat. Some great herbs and spice combinations, garlic plus ginger plus turmeric, or thyme, basil, and lemon. Mm. And my personal favorite, which is cayenne cumin with some lime. So what does this bone broth latte actually do? Well, I love using it in a fasting window because it keeps you from being hungry and it keeps your blood sugar stabilized. Not to mention all the great things, of course, that healthy fats do to your cells. That wall around your cell, your cell mem membrane, it keeps it nice and healthy. It keeps your cells doing this instead of getting clumped together. So how do I make my bone broth interesting? Well, you do it through something called aromatics. Aromatics. Here's some of my favorites. It's a long list. I'm going to read them to you. You're going to love this. Okay. So here's some of the things that I add. So salt. And remember what I always say about salt. Salt can kill you or make you well, depending on the type of salt. So make sure you're using those pink and light gray salts. White or black pepper. Love pepper. Cayenne is my absolute favorite for bone broth. I use it all the time. Garlic powder. Onion powder or dried minced onion, lemon juice, lemon zest, hot sauce, vinegar, apple cider vinegar, by the way, is my favorite. Now, here's one that I have so many friends that go nuts over this, and you probably haven't tried it yet. Truffle oil. You got to try it. It's delicious. Coconut aminos. I can't say enough about coconut aminos. You can use it in place of soy sauce. It's so much healthier, and it's got lower sodium. It's got low sodium options. So get the low sodium kind. Fish salt, another big, big win. Fish sauce is absolutely amazing. I like red boat fish sauce. Absolutely amazing in bone broth. So when I want to be brought back to Italy, when I'm thinking a lot about Italy and I'm thinking about my Italian heritage, then I use spices that are reminiscent of that kind of Italian seasonings, like parsley, oregano, basil, thyme, rosemary, all some of my favorites. 
So that's all of your questions answered on Bone Broth. If you have any more questions I have not answered, find me on socials because I want to answer all your questions. So until next time, I'm digging in with Dr. Kellyanne. Hey there, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Digging In with Dr. Kellyanne. And I hope you enjoyed it and grabbed some good info along the way. And if you did, please subscribe and leave a review. Until next time.